Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by only one player this evening, because, well, my other player met with a bit of an unfortunate end at the end of the last episode, so it's just James Bunkle. Say hello. Hello. And you'll be reprising your role as Clanless Rogar, our little paladin sorcerer. Yep, that's true. And you're not in the best situation now, are you? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes my job is just too fun. <laughs> <sighs> so it, uh, this is completely um, tangentially related, I guess. Or, well, I say it's completely off parts, so and no one's going to have any idea what I'm talking about here. But remember, I think a few weeks back, I, I sent you and Paul a message saying I've just had a horrible idea. Yeah. But this was the horrible idea. Oh. <laughs> I knew it wasn't good when it came down from the sky. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess that means I should recap the last episode. So last episode, you, I guess, completed your betrayal of uh, Robert, uh, Robert's poor little bounty hunter. And uh, yeah, he's... He's not in a good place now, but while you two were arguing, you were attacked by a creature known as a formless spawn that came up out of the uh, grates beneath your feet and started shaping itself into multiple weapons. And you kind of, I don't know if you'd say the, the smart decision, but yeah, probably the smart decision. I think you guys could have taken it if you'd worked together, but if you were fractured, maybe both of you trying to run was the best option. And yeah, the pair of you decided fuck this noise, we're not going to fight this thing, and ran in different directions. You, back to your friends in uh, Martin Howard and one of the snake folk guards who'd come down with you, and Robert, unfortunately, ran deeper into the prison. And the spawn, seeing a unarmored, unarmed guy running into the darkness by himself, kind of picked the easier target and slammed Robert through a stone wall and killed him. And then, I have to say, upon reforming, I think Robert rolled uh, the luckiest possible uh, direction to reform, because he, though losing a memory in the process, appeared back in the village, safely away from Rogar's, well, little band of betrayers and murderers. He did. He got lucky. He got so lucky. Like, at least two of those options were insta-death. <laughs> So yeah, he is somewhere else now that Rogar is not aware of, and I think Rogar is at least reasonably confident that Robert is taken care of. And you bid your goodbyes to Martin. He is presumably going to meet you back in the material plane at some point. And you and Nock left Scorchhaven. You didn't really improve Scorchhaven, but you made some friends along the way, and isn't that what's important? Exactly. I fervored the cause. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, the moment you were outside the bounds of the village and starting to make your way through the desert towards your next, um, well, your next unknown location as you're kind of searching people out and not certain where the dreamland's going to take you, the whole world went dark and the stars disappeared, except one shining light from the sky as a large, monstrous aberration began to come down from the heavens and is currently flying above you. And 
I'll do another description just in case uh, people didn't see the last episode. But this thing is... It's described here as gelatinous, but I don't know if that gives the exact right impression because it's not an ooze, but it's got that kind of liquidy form to it. like A bit like knock, where you wonder if this thing has any bones. It has a, a vaguely octopoidal head and a face that's just a mass of feelers and tentacles. It has these huge titanic claws and bat-like wings, and it's just a massive, like, corpulent form. It doesn't have any legs. Like, it's almost serpentine through the body, or worm-like, maybe you'd even say. And it has multiple glowing red eyes and these, like, sunken eye sockets. In fact, you can see, like, more than one pupil per eye socket. It's a bit... Uh, Everything about this creature just screams alien and deadly. And it is currently flying, I think I said about 200 feet above you at the moment. Okay. And it is just directly above you, looking down on both you and Nock. And as I said last time, it's hard to tell, but you swear this creature is just smiling at you hungrily. And I think we're going to roll initiative. Well, 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 well. Can I, can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. seeing this thing above me um, can I cast Dimension Door and like nope the fuck out of there well you're going to have to roll initiative for it because okay. I'm going to let you in on some bad news uh, it, yeah. it can reach you oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's not good <laughs> yeah it's not uh. This thing is horrifying. <laughs> so, uh, I rolled a 13. You rolled a 13. It got... What did it get? It got, it got a 17. Damn it. Let's see what Nock gets. Nock gets... Oh, Nock's going last, because... Yeah, okay. He's only got a plus two to his initiative. Cool, so he got a 10. So, let me make a note... So take it from that, your plan is to uh, nope the fuck out and leave Nock. <laughs> I don't, I don't particularly want to leave Nock, but at the end of the day, um, that was that was kind of why I was hoping I might be able to do it before it could, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it could reach from two hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I thought it might be. Well, if it was what I thought it was, I, I thought it, it'd be better. It probably have to be in melee range, really. But um, it's clearly not what I expected it to be. Well, this thing is horrifying in so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so it is flying above you, and uh, would it even bother moving? I'm going to say at the moment, no. It's going to keep its high position above you, and you watch as its wings spread out, and it's going to... Huh, it's going to first attempt to just soften you up. You watch as... It points one of these massive clawed arms towards you, and you watch as two of the claws just stretch, like his fingers stretch out like Mr. Fantastic, 200 feet towards you to attack. And it is a 17 to hit. Misses. Misses. And second attack. That'd be a 19 to hit. Uh, can I cast shield? Oh, you can. It's your reaction. 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you cast shield, raising your AC up. So, as this the first claw comes down, you manage to dodge out of the way because this thing is attacking from so far away. Even though it's so quick, you kind of just have enough time to jump backwards and start drawing out your uh, great sword. But as the second claw comes down, it's just too fast, and you just re just reflexively cast shield, and you watch as this shimmering barrier of magic appears in front of you and the claw just ricochets off it and then you see the creature tilts its head at you a little bit almost amused at what you just did and you feel your mind begin to break and i want you to make me a intelligence saving throw jesus the 16 Ooh, 16 so, you are very, very lucky. Huh. I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. I need to check something here. Yeah, wow, yeah. You are very lucky because a fail on this is awful. So, this thing reaches into your mind. And you just feel this horrible alien presence begin to raid through your thoughts. And it's almost just like it's reading you like a book. And when you try to focus on it, to drive it out, this thing's brain is so alien, so strange to you that you can't do anything. You almost feel helpless, so you just kind of have to shut your mind down, batten up your mental defenses, and with a 16, you do avoid taking the damage and you avoid being stunned. Oh, shit. <laughs> but you do feel that this thing now knows you intimately well. Uh <laughs> Okay. Um shit. Um And that's the end of its turn. Okay. So I have a question. Yep. So I want to do Dimension Door. Yep. Which creates a portal to wherever I can see or remember. Yep. It's but within the, five hundred feet. But in the dreamlands it's five hundred feet, five hundred feet. Because <laughs> technically if I don't know where I'm going, 500 feet is 500 miles, but if I know where I'm going, 500 feet is less than 500 feet. Um, so how would this work? Because So mechanically speaking, to cast a spell, it would work like it would in the material plane. You're going to jump up to 500 feet in a direction. You, in this nightmare, you see how the world around you shifts and changes, a bit like before when the ruins suddenly appeared. Okay. You're in this, um, you're no longer in just a basic desert as you kind of look around you. The the sand of the desert has turned more into like ash. Okay. And the desert itself looks generally more hostile to a certain degree. Like you can see in the distance, there's pits of steam and smoke bubbling out of the ground. You can see far from you what looks like nightmarish trees like worse than the dead forest that you walked through before these things look actively aggressive like this whole place looks hostile and horrifying but you can pick a direction and what i'll say is it's gonna obviously attempt to come after you but if you dimension door out of there yeah one it depends how much time knock may buy you but you can attempt to start like hiding running doing other things to get out of fighting this thing so do I see anything else other than the Nightmare Forest which is going to attack me anyway? 
Uh, you see, like, in the distance of the desert, there are, like, sand dunes and things. There's some mountains to one side. So don't look too far away. I say mountains, more like large hills and, like, rock formations, that sort of thing. You don't see any structures from here, but you don't know. Maybe if you go once you've dimensioned or you might see more. Okay. See, I, I really don't want to leave Nock, but the fact that his initiative's lower than mine, I'm guessing I can't grab him and go. I believe the limit on Dimension Door is creatures of your size and smaller, and Nock, unfortunately, is a large creature. So he's bigger than me. Yeah. I've got to think of myself here, really. It's like, though, though I like Nock, I've only just met him, and he's not exactly, like, affiliated with the Whispering Man or anything like that. He's not, you know, converted. Mm -hmm. Um... So, much as it actually pains me to do it, I am gonna dimension door towards the mountain, like the, the, the hills and rock formations. I think that's, that, that sounds like the way it goes. So I'm gonna cast dimension door and leap through it and go that way. Okay, so you, um, you cast dimension door, which uh, for those unfamiliar, the reason you can do this is you sacrifice the scroll to uh, eclipse just before the uh, end of our arc one storyline. So you swing the greatsword around and using Dimension Door, um, Eclipse literally like cuts a small rift through the air and you just leap through it like getting the fuck out of there. And as you jump out, say in front of you, you do see some rock formations. Some are quite large and you can tell that even in the Dreamlands, things to a certain degree at least have made sense structurally. Like, you've seen houses. The temple was impossibly big for the sort of village it was in, but it still made up and looked like someone could have built it. It just would have taken, you know, probably centuries. Yeah. But when you look at these rock formations, they almost don't make sense. Like, the tops are larger than the bottoms. They twist in ways that rocks shouldn't twist. Everything is off kilter in the nightmare, and it's yeah. just it's disorienting to look upon. But you can see like 500 feet back in the distance, the small pinprick of light that is the um, star spawn hovering overhead in this otherwise pitch black sky. And you see Nock as just a small reddish speck in the middle of this ash desert. Okay. And, uh, well, that would be your four round action. Are you gonna move towards the stones or are you gonna try to do anything else with your movement? Um, I am going to do go as far as I can towards the stones. I'm hoping to, if I can, to see a clearing, you know, like a, like a, like a cave almost. Um, if there's a cave, I'm jumping in it. You know, if I get a sense of it's deep, relatively deep, I'm, I'm mm. in there. Okay. So you're going to start heading towards the, the things that you can see at the moment. So cool. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, not can't do a great deal. Um... Knock have. I don't even think he has a ranged weapon. The question is, is it actually interested in him almost, I guess? You know, is he going to try and run? You know? Well, I think Knock is definitely just going to have to just run. Because I don't think there's anything else he can really do. So I just want to find something. So I don't even think, even if he can shoot it, it wouldn't be worth the shot. Nori. Yeah, no, he doesn't have a. Uh, a bow or anything. Okay, yeah. Nock is just going to start running and I'm going to pick a direction for him. Okay, uh, Nock is going to start going in 
The direction which at the moment you be on your right, he's going to start heading towards the steam pits and smoke that he can see in the distance. Okay. Uh, he's going to dash, but for him, that's only 50 feet. Yep. Which, unfortunately, when we come back to initiative, is still at the top of the round. Sorry, still within the range of uh, my star spawn. So what's he going to do to check some spells? Hmm. Okay. Um, he's going to fly his 50 feet towards Nock to get in range of a spell. And okay. you watch as the Starspawn raises its hand like to its head, almost doing like a Charles Xavier type thing, puts its claw just against where I think its brain might be. Yep. And you just watch this flash of twisting black energy shoots out of its mind and hits Nock right in the back of the head. And Nock needs to make me a saving throw. And I don't think it's going to go well for him. Yeah, nope. that's, that, that's a four plus zero. Ouch. Right. Uh, first, he takes a bunch of damage. He takes 19 points of psychic damage. Wow. <laughs> that's enough to kill him. Really? Yeah, Nock doesn't have a lot of health. <laughs> oh. God damn it. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> it brought I me around. I actually didn't want to do that to Nock. I was going to do something else. Oh well. Nock, you watch as this black energy just hits the back of his head and his head explodes. God damn it. His body just flops to the ground. Poor and dude. Just, yeah. And... The Starspawn, you watch as it beats its wings and starts to survey the area. And it's your turn. Um, can it see me? You don't know. Um, well, I'm guessing it has a similar vision to me. <laughs> Probably can, though I'm quite far away. Um, can I see anything more of the uh, like of the rock structures around me? Is there anywhere that I could even like, you know, anywhere that I can hide at all? No, is there, a, is there a cave or anything? From what you can see at the moment, you could certainly attempt to like hide behind some of these stone formations, like kind of duck down behind it. But if you want something more of that, make me a perception check. Okay. Uh, an eight. An eight. From where you are, you're just, like glancing around as quickly as you can. The best thing you can see are the the larger stone formations. You think, oh, maybe I could hide behind one of those. You don't see anything more uh, tantalizing to run towards at the moment. Um. Okay. Uh. I don't suppose I'd know. Would I, would I, I, I wouldn't know what type of creature this is, would I? Um, what are you trying to get out of it? Uh, I'm just wondering if, like, you know, my natural sense of good and evil type of thing would uh, tell me if it's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fae, or fiend, or undead. Uh, if you wanted to cast Divine Sense, I think, what's the range on that? It's uh, only 60 feet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if you get close to it and cast it, sure, if you can find out. Yeah, I have no intention of getting close to this thing. <laughs> um, I've just wasted my good body trying to get away from it. Um, so uh, I'm going to hide. I'm going to try and hide behind one of these uh, one of these outcropping of rocks. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I think hopefully one furthest away from it as well. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to run your 30 feet towards the closest ones you can find and 
make me a stealth. That's going to be your action then for this turn. You're going to take an action to try hide. Is that still with disadvantage because I'm so uh, far away from you? I, I would say at the moment, because you're so far away from the immediate threat, roll it straight up. Because it's less you making clanking noises, it's more just trying to, you get there and then try to make yourself as small as possible, so yeah. So I rolled a 15. 15, okay. That is your turn then, so you are uh, down do in the shadows. Do I still get a bonus? You can still have a bonus action, sure. Um, just because I'm here, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith from my bonus action. Okay, Shield of Faith, cool. Yeah. As usual, your greenish tendrils of energy kind of wrap around you. And you try and make yourself look small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it is its turn. It's going to... I'm going to make a check for this thing. Yeah, okay. Looking around it, it's going to start heading in your direction. And luckily for you, it's not a dragon, so it can't move ridiculously fast, but it does move 100 feet towards you. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's actually seen me. You well, don't. probably sense me, I'm guessing. Um, this creature, you wouldn't overly know this, but given how it seemed to size you up from a distance, at the very least you know this thing is intelligent. Yeah. And what you've seen of some of the entities in this place, um, like when you saw all the technology the Miko had, things that Rogar doesn't understand, you think this thing might be ridiculously intelligent, yep. especially when you felt its mind in yours and you just couldn't even fathom what this thing was thinking. Okay. You think maybe this thing has taken a best guess that this was probably the best place to try hide from it. Yeah, might be wrong, might not be. Okay. Um, so now from my hunkered down position, can I see any better, like uh, any caves or anything like that? Okay, maybe another perception. Start to... Uh, Looking around properly. Can I open my helmet as I do it so I get advantage? Sure. A 20. 20. With a 20, you notice probably about 30 feet away from you, there is a small opening that looks like where the ash like sand is like pouring into it slightly. That's how you spot it. Like you can just see the movement of this, say, ash material like dripping down into something that you think might be a hole. I'm diving into it. Right, so you're going to run 30 feet. I will say this means you're going to be out in the open for this round. Well, actually, you can dash as well, actually, if you want. If you want to do your full action yeah. and nothing else, I'll say you can dash and get to the hole and jump in. Yeah, because my dash is 70 feet, so... Mm -hmm. Right. So you run and jump into the hole. Yeah. Okay, so that's your turn as you leap into the darkness and see a bit of an open area in front of you. And now it's its turn. It's going to head another hundred feet towards where you last were. And yeah, that's its turn. It's going to just keep heading towards you. Okay. Hey, Rogar. It's your turn again. You are in this small cave. Okay. Um, you don't know what's ahead of you. It looks to go on a little way. Um, it looks like maybe it was manually carved out at some point. Okay. But um, that's what you see at the moment. Are you just going to go full tilt down the cave? I've got Devil's Sight, so I'm assuming I can see quite well, even though it's not it's not particularly well lit. 
I'm yes, assuming. you can make out that it's a uh, tunnel, but if you're going to start just running Hellful Leather down it, then it's, it's yeah, I, I'm 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 more scared of that thing than I am of probably anything that's going to be down here. Um, you know, so I am I am going full pelt down this corridor. Okay, um, as you're just running down there, make me a dexterity saving throw. I'll say DC fourteen. Oh, 13. Oh, I get a plus one. I get a plus one. You get a plus one because of your uh, aura. Yes. As, as you're running down, you just notice a uh, pool of slime-like liquid on the floor and you leap over it so you, you don't fall prone. You manage to make it further into the cave. Okay. Oh, this is tense. <laughs> yeah, I am. do not want to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's turn. You assume it keeps moving towards you. You don't know. Yep. And, okay, back to you. So you're still in the cave. You managed to dodge one obstacle. So you're going deeper here. Um, hmm. I'm good. So, how far in the cave am I? Am I 70 feet in the cave, or am I 100 feet in the cave? Um, you would be. So you jumped in initially. You'd be about 70 feet, I'd say, because you dove into the cave, landed. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'd say you're 70 feet into the game at the moment. Um, can I, like, can I take a quick perception check as I look around? What are you trying to do? So we're entering into a, a bit of a survival scenario here, so if you're going to start yeah. taking your time, it's going to start costing you your action to figure out if there's a danger or a threat in here. Right, okay. Um, which will mean I can only move 30 feet instead of my 70 feet. Yeah, because I would say it's a difference between you having a quick glance just to see the area versus you intentionally looking for threats, like it's taking your action to do that. See, there could be anything in here. I need to be more worried about the thing outside. Now, if the thing outside knows I'm in the cave, which I don't know it does, would it still be able to reach me in the cave is the question. I'm guessing it would, but it wouldn't know what it was reaching to because it's not going to be able Well, I'm guessing it's not just a straight run. I'm guessing there's going to be corners. At the moment, you've gone straight, but you can see in the distance that it will start like winding and things. Screw it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try and get the further than 200 feet into the cave. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm gonna keep sprinting. Okay. As you keep sprinting, you manage to get further into a cave. It starts to bend towards the left, and you have to follow it round. And I want you to make me another dexterity saving throw. Again, it's gonna be 14. A 16. 16. As you get round the corner, the whole tunnel begins to shake as if things are moving beneath the tunnel. The whole area begins to quake. And you watch as parts of the ceiling begins to cave in. But with a 16, you manage to jump out of the way as parts of the ceiling collapse. And you watch these massive chunks of rock just shatter on the floor all around you. And you dodge the damage in the shrapnel doesn't come anywhere near you. But you do start to see holes in the ceiling. Shit. <laughs> that doesn't bode well. So yes, you don't. You jump to the side, and you, yeah, it's uh, getting a little dangerous down here. And mm. it is now its turn, and it's going to do whatever it does. And then you hear a voice in your head, oh. and you feel that same just alien presence start to worm its way into your mind, but this time you make out words. Why do you run? 
stay. Face me, coward. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm guessing I can't respond to that. Well, hmm. I would say you would recognize this because it's happened to you a fair bit through a different means. This is the spell sending. So you may reply with up to 25 words. Um, hmm. Up to 25 words. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm literally going to say, say back to it. In a word, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm literally leaving it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it is your turn again. <laughs> um, Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep running. Um, well, how visible do I how do I rec realize how visible I am from above or not? Uh, I would say you would just see this because bits of light. Well, I say light. There's not much light outside at the moment, but it's different to the darkness that you're down in the tunnel. You can see okay. like cracks forming in the ceiling, and there is sky above those cracks. Okay. Um... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to keep going, and uh, I, I think I'm just gonna. Have, I'm gonna have to go for it. Like, I, I, I need to get away from this thing, so I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna have to keep sprinting and hope that the tunnel either shows itself up or it takes a dip down, maybe, or I fall through the floor, maybe. I don't know. Anything to just keep out of this thing's reach. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna keep sprinting. Okay, you keep sprinting. As you keep sprinting down. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. This yep. time it has a DC 22. Jesus! As the ground begins to rupture and fissure. Uh, uh, this isn't going to go well. A 13. 13. You don't take any damage from this. Okay. But uh, you realize as you're trying to run through it that this is actually difficult terrain and it's taking you... Basically, it's half your movement as you were running into it. Okay and the ground itself begins to crack open and you fall through one of the fissures. So I'm not going to say you fall straight through into nothingness. You um, you kind of grab onto the edge, but you essentially got part of the way, I'd say, let's say 20 feet yep. since you were dashing, and you're just like clinging onto the edge of some stone at the moment. And once again, you feel the whole tunnel begins to rumble. Just before the end of my turn, do I see anything below me or not? Hmm. Do me a perception check. Just because I would have slipped, so I assume my eyes would have gone down. So. Yeah. Well, so do me a perception. See what. Uh, see if you see anything. <laughs> Four. With Four. advantage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you y'all see nothing. Yeah. I'm tempted to let go anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Can let go if you want, but uh, it is its turn. Yeah. And again, you hear a voice in your head. It would be so much easier if you just gave in. Face me. Take your death, the dreamer. I know it won't last, but a moment of pain. And that's all you hear. Uh. I'm, temp I'm almost tempted to come come back with like why me or like yeah cause you can just... ask that if you want yeah why me okay it can't respond at the minute but you ask that back to it 
And it is your turn. So you're going to try to pull yourself out of the hole or are you going to drop in the hole? I'm going in the hole. It's dropping in the hole? <laughs> oh, let's, let's, let's see what happens here, lad. <laughs> it, the, the sky's falling in. So that's true. Let's, let's nope away from the sky. I'm going down. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You drop down and you land on something moving. Moving quickly through the earth. Oh shit. And you see that it is tearing a massive tunnel, similar to the one that you've been running through. This thing is so large, you can't see the other end of it, but you take the guess, it looks something almost like a massive armored worm of some sort. And you can't see whatever is at the end that's being able to just tear through solid rock. But it does horrify you. And because you've landed on it... It's pissed off. Well, it's going to use its reaction to flail. As ah. when a small or up to large-sized creature climbs onto the dole, which is what this thing is called, it can use its reaction to make its tail attack against the creature, but it will be a disadvantage. So you watch as this massive tail just comes careening towards you, smashing through rocks, sending just stone and soil and ashy ash like desert sand from above just flying around as it crashes its tail down towards you and is gonna roll with disadvantage Ooh, it rolled very low but it has an insane plus to hit so let's see if it hits you uh 23 uh can i cast shield you can yes great okay um you see this monstrous tail like i am i'm saying this thing looks almost like a small building heading towards you and it comes crashing down on you and again almost just reflexively you put both your hands up and cast the most desperate shield you ever have <laughs> and this thing just impacts on top of you and luckily for you the shield just manages to hold as its tail returns down to this uh, wriggling position as it's going through the earth Ooh. okay um can I get off it? Um, well, you I would say you drop down onto it this turn. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking, hear me out. If, if I can try and add some logic to it. Yep. In its attempt to attack me, it's going to have smashed out a bigger hole than the one that it's creating just with its body. Oh, definitely. Yep. There is a lot more space down here. So I'm thinking I could dive in, like, almost get into that space. Do you know what I mean? That's, like, behind where its tails come from, rather than, like, being dragged like being dragged wherever it's going. Okay. So if you want to basically attempt to jump off it. In a sense, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll say you can do that as your action this turn. You can jump off it. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to, I want to try and jump off it. I'm hoping it's not going to come back. But... Don't know. So do me a jump. Do me an athletics check. See if you uh, land decently. If you not get knocked prone. Eleven. Uh, Eleven. Ten in it. Yeah, ten. You jump off and you attempt to like grab onto some of the um, like rock out, like uh, stuck out bits of rock to give yourself a handhold. But unfortunately, you just slip and tumble down, and you're lying prone on the bottom of the hole at the moment. But uh, this thing, you do notice as it's moving along, it doesn't make an attack of opportunity against you. It, okay. You seem too small to notice for something like that. 
Okay. But it is continuing onwards. It's still kind of rolling past you at the moment. So if you wanted to try jump back on it, you can give it a shot. But uh... <laughs> no, I, I, I don't fancy that. And after my natural two on my athletics check, I'm I'm quite happy on the floor. Hopefully, without a massive hole above me. <laughs> um. Okay. It is Starspawn's turn, and it's going to reply to you. Since you asked it a question, it's going to cast Sending again. You have something I want. Those small little vials you carry. One could be useful. And you may reply to that. So it wants to find me in the physical plane. It wants to get to the physical plane. Ooh. Huh. Um. Huh. Interesting. Interesting indeed. So, I've got, I've got three left, haven't I? You have, th- yes, three left at the moment. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Rogar doesn't really know anything about these creatures. He doesn't really, he, he wouldn't recognize it from anything he's read or anything like that. Um, I'll say you've been doing a fair bit of reading, and these are known creatures, so I will let you do a, what would it be? Given its nature, I'm most tempted to say it's an arcana check, but uh, let's go with let's go with history. You're consulting something that you may find information from in the past. Go for that. It's a history check. A 17. 17. You've heard of creatures that fit a similar sort of description from the uh, Phenotic Manuscripts. You don't know a great deal about them, but you have heard the term star spawn come up a few times. Normally these things um, quite often are in charge of cults dedicated to them and the, the great old ones. They are monstrous, horrifyingly intelligent, and entirely alien. They are almost immortal, at least that's what this, the descriptions seem to give them, that killing these things is not something that's even written about. They are that hard to take down. Um, with the 17, I'd say the other thing you learn is they do grow more deadly over time. There is a difference between like a young Starspawn and an older one. Hmm. This is this is tough. This is tough. Um, great. I'm going to reply with don't suppose you fancy making a deal then. Okay. It is your turn. What are you doing? You are currently prone in this now much larger tunnel than it was a moment ago. And this massive creature is still going by you. You realize this thing is fucking huge. Like, this thing is the biggest thing you've ever seen, and you're only seeing part of it. It is like three trains stacked on top of each other going past you at high speed. Okay, um, I'm going to, so, so is, there any, is there enough space for me to move alongside it? Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd say this thing is so big and is tearing up enough uh, stone that you could run alongside it if you wish. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to get up, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to spend too long on the floor. Um, can I, can I see any light? I don't know, let's do it. Well, can I see sky anywhere? 
Um, I'd say you can see a little tiny bit. So from the fissures that you fell through, there was like a number of them that got caused by this creature. And yep. above that was where the roof that was falling in was. So there's like two layers of rock yep. in between you and the desert. But yeah, you can see a little bit of sky. Um, I'm going to run in the opposite direction to the little bit of sky my movement. Um, so the, the bit of sky is like directly above you. So are you running with the dole or are you running the way that it came from? Mm, question, would the dole end up fighting the star spawn? If the star spawn, star spawn can't see what it's attacking, could it possibly hit the dole? I wouldn't know. Well, I, sp I suppose I can only ask. <laughs> Um, if I was to, if I was to run alongside the doll, mm -hmm. and the star spawn was to try and attack, would there be a chance it could hit the doll or not? Hmm. I I would say it depends on where the star spawn attacked you from. I would say, I mean, like rules wise, no, it would just be at disadvantage against you. But I think if it was trying to attack you through the layers of rock using its uh, prodigious reach ability. I'd say if it rolled like a natural one, it would definitely hit the doll. Okay. Um, and it would be rolling with disadvantage to basically blind fire at you if it was doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I was thinking. But I didn't know if if I ran alongside it because it's so big, in, especially in comparison to me, mm -hmm. if there was a chance it would hit that and not me because it's technically it's striking blind. Uh, yeah, the the chance would be if it rolled a 1. I'd say it would do that damage to it. So, because I don't really want to get eaten by Big Wormy, I'm going to run the opposite direction to him. Okay. Um, about where he came from. Um, and hopefully he's not running in fear. <laughs> <laughs> Even bigger worm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, at the end of your turn... I'll say that the dole is essentially going to cause a tremor. So an earthquake begins to affect the whole tunnel. Okay. Um, I need you to make me... So the ground, once again, is going to become difficult terrain. So your yeah. movement is halved. If for any movement in this area. And you need to make me a dexterity saving throw. DC 22. <laughs> 10. <laughs> okay, so with the 10, as the earthquake begins to just break this tunnel apart, lots more rock falls from the ceiling, and you see more of the tunnel you came from gets exposed, and it's going to start collapsing onto you. And you take 20 points of bludgeoning damage, oh. and you are knocked prone and buried in the rubble. Huh. Which you can attempt to get out of as an action on your next turn. Being buried in the rubble, does that mean I'm hidden in the rubble? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Oh, well. <laughs> but you are well, basically uh, a big pile of rock on the floor. Well. I'd say, actually, you know what? Do, do me a stealth roll. I want to see what your stealth is in there. And I'll give you, because you're buried in rubble, I'll give you advantage on the roll. You are yeah. accidentally hiding. <laughs> An 18! 18. So you are currently hidden in rock with an 18. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, <well>, yes! 
things are coming up, Rogar. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so this thing is going to move again, and now... See, so what did you say back to it? You didn't. Did you say anything when it asked what for what you what it wanted of you? You uh, had yeah, twenty five years. I, yeah, I, I said. I said. Don't suppose you uh, want to make a deal. Ah, I was Um, you hear the voice respond to you and goes, "Deal is simple. I let you live. You give me a vial." See, I said that thinking that I'd have time to think about whether I actually want to make this. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't thought about it. <laughs> um, uh, thing is, I don't know if, it, if it's actually coming after me and it'll just walk after me in a physical plane or it just wants to get to the physical plane. Which, you know, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big enough plane of existence mm-hmm. for it not to immediately come and just try and, you know, murk me. True. Know. Um, so, I'm kind of tempted to make stuff. Kind of risk, risk being hidden in the rock. Or, make a deal. Uh, oh, can I inside check it? Um, you can, go on. Just, just out of interest. Yeah, go on. Be difficult for you to get too much because you're basically just getting a psychic message. But I'll g- give it as like a weighing up of your options. And that I natural one that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are frightened and scared, and you know this thing's smarter than you, and that worries you even more. But uh, you have no idea whether it's going to hold up its bargain or not. But it does seem like a an option not to die. <laughs> yeah. That's what I you like get with a nat one. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of not dying. Um, Rogar's died a lot. Um, hmm. He said these things are almost unkillable anyway. From what you've heard about them, they're considered almost immortal. So, the option is I die and it takes the battle anyway. But then I could risk losing all three of them. I can hope, hope that it doesn't spot me in the rock or it can't reach me. I don't know where it is. Or I can make a deal with it. And lose a member of my cult. Don't suppose I'm getting any kind of divine intervention. <laughs> Not at the moment. Yeah. Body might just pop in if I was. <laughs> this is tough. Um this is super tough. That's what D&D is all about, putting you in these difficult situations. <laughs> I know, I know. It, 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 that was like the fantastic audio me going... Rrr, rrr. <laughs> 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 you know what? At the end of the day, Rogar gets to where Rogar thinks he's going to get. It's going to be inconsequential anyway. Because when the Whispering Man and the Great Old Ones all come down, then everything's coming up my score. I'm just going to respond. What would you do with it? Okay. What, what would you, what would you, what would you do with the you know with the vow? Would you come after me or would you? 
go on your own way. In in twenty five words ish. Okay. Um Okay, so that's the end of its turn. Yeah. And Rogar is the start of your turn. You are buried. Are you gonna try stay buried? And I'll say if you stay buried, you keep that eighteen as your stealth, or you can try to start escape. I am staying buried. You're gonna stay buried. Yeah, okay. I am. I'm in conversation with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, then I would say nothing affects you from what the dole is doing. You feel the the ground shake, but as you are just buried in a bunch of heavy rock, it doesn't seem to affect you at the moment. And whatever the star spawn is doing, you do get another message back. We'd use it for our own purpose. That's all you need to know. And who is we? Our own purpose, so who is our? Okay, so you staying buried again? I'm staying buried. I'm I am comfortable. Okay, do me a perception check. <laughs> is this based on sight or not? Uh, it'd be based on hearing, actually, because you're buried in rock. So, just a standard. A ten. Okay. You think you hear what sounds like falling rock. Small bits of rock. He's right above me. And if that's where you're staying, it is its turn again. Yep. And you get another message. That was the royal we. I'll do things with it. Me. (laughs) 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 Deal? Question mark, winky face. (laughs) (laughs) Just having your... (laughs) Your WhatsApp chat with a monster. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? Everyone on the material plane is going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just wait until Tommy, Tommy and Sophia find out about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I, I, I would have respond with uh, deal. Noel Edmonds winky face. Sounds good. Um, fine then. That's your response. So, do you are you staying buried or are you going to reveal yourself? Uh, hmm. Well, I suppose. Well, I suppose. I suppose if we're making a deal, and I, I and I have to trust that it's making a deal with me. Um, yes, girl, I'll get out. All right, you need to make me a. Athletics check to try escape all the uh, rubble. Thirteen. Thirteen. That's nowhere near good enough. You start trying to push some of the rock away, and you suddenly, you like, you've been hiding down here, and this is the moment you realize just how heavy all this stone is, and how restrained and pinned you are. Oh dear. At the start of its next turn, however, you feel one of the larger rocks. That was covering your face start to shift away and you're greeted with the horrifying octopoidal head of the star spawn as it's just flying above you and one of its tentacles 
expands out, similar like its claws did before, and it goes in between the rocks, and you feel it kind of rooting around inside your armor until it gets down to a pouch where I'm guessing you've been keeping these vials. Okay. Pulls it out and drags it back to its hand, which it looks at The whole pouch or just one? Just one. Takes one. Brings it back to its hand. It looks at it. And again, you get that horrifying, hungry look on its face where you swear it's smiling, but it's just a maw covered in these, like, tendril-like feelers, so it's hard to tell what's on this thing's mind. And then it flies back up through the holes above you. And somehow you feel, after a few moments, that the nightmare has faded. Huh. That was that was that was intense. Um and well, I've lost one of my people. You have. Also knock died. And knock died as well. It was like the the thing is like oh well. I suppose we could have made a deal at the beginning, but it wouldn't have made for a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Always thinking of the fans. <laughs> oh. I'm going to have to go find myself a Nori now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still under a pile of rubble. Yeah, I'll say, like, you have that moment of relief where you just have this sense that the nightmare's over. It's like the air isn't as heavy anymore. The world isn't quite as dark, and you see the up through the cracks and the holes in the ceiling above that the the creature managed to come down through. You see light begin to shine as if the two suns have reappeared. You actually, um, I'll say one thing you did notice because you would have been looking up when this thing left, and this is just so you know this about Starspawn. It squoze through a space that you did not expect a creature of this size to be able to get through. And you're reminded of the fact it has that same sort of gelatinous amorphous form that Nock did. Yeah. It seems to be able to pass through narrow areas much smaller than you'd expect it to be able to. I really got about Nock. Yeah, me too. I like Nock. Yeah, I did. Oh well. And... As you're uh, lying there in the rubble, and, like your heart's probably like going like a thousand miles an hour, and you start trying to push off some of this rubble. And I'm not going to keep making you roll to unpin yourself. Eventually, you would start being able to shift it. I mean, Rogar's a strong guy, so I wouldn't say you're just like crushed under it forever. Yeah. As you're uh, down in this tunnel, you do start hearing something coming towards you, and. It's coming from the direction that the doll came from, so like this long tunnel that just seems to stretch back into the distance. And you hear its voice before you hear it, it's, its feet or its steps coming towards you. And you just hear, Eat the meat, lick the bone. Eat the meat, lick the bone. Eat the meat, lick the... <laughs> oh, it's you! And that's oh, where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's where we're going to end that one. <laughs> oh, thank God it's him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, that was interesting. <laughs> I, I hope you yeah. screwed the physical plane. <laughs> 
Well, it was fun. It was a bit weird. Hope it's uh hope you enjoyed. <laughs> oh, definitely. It was it was it was really fun cuz uh shit, don't want to fight. Uh <laughs> <laughs> run. <laughs> well. Yeah, it was uh I was interested to see how you deal with that cuz uh, I I would say I think I told you outside this I intentionally threw something that was too hard for you to fight in a straight up fight, especially just by yourself like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. That's what some of the nightmares are, though. I made them way harder than you think. Because I want this place to be dangerous. I don't want it to be a, a simple jaunt to another place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it, it came at a big cost, really, when you think about it. Mm. You know, what, what I lost to actually survive that, it, that, was, that was pretty huge. Yep. You know, it's not like I can make more of them. Nope. Ah, well, I hope everyone at home listening enjoyed as well. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plot. You can find us on all major podcast providers. We have a WordPress website called Gunpowder Treason No Plot and a Facebook group called Gunpowder Treason No Plot. Lots of lore and pictures and things like that on there. And if you want to chat to any of us, you can find us on Twitter. I am on there at, at Treason No, and my players on there at their player names with GTMP at the end of it. And I will pass you over to my co-host to say his goodbyes. If you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast. They are available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business State in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye. See ya. Greetings, soggy boys. Do you like water? Do you like mermaids? What about sea elves or reverse mermaids? If you do, come listen to On the Shoulder, a D&D podcast, hosted by me. And then there's these other two people. They're pretty cool. Come on down to www.necropodicon.com. See you later. I see what you did there. See? It's good. I didn't mean to do that. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.